Journalists have a common problem. We worry a lot about content, but leave aside the question of how we can make the business of news sustainable. This is how some of the journalists I invited to this podcast answer when I ask them about their business model for their solutions journalism projects. I can't really answer that question. Uh, I've been in the BBC since I was like 25, um, 40 now. Um, And I like, I don't know if you can, I don't know how easy it is to monetize this stuff. And and the other thing that's just incredibly important is that there be a a real distance between the um, people who are helping to fund this and, and the journalism. So it's kind of like, you know, it's just, there's a real wall right there. Yeah. Um, well, you're right that it's not it's not quite uh, the department I sit in, but I can tell you what I know, which is that RIST, and by extension six, is a nonprofit. Uh, so that means we get some amount of funding funding from the government as well as uh, donors. Really, our donors is what funds us. wondering why we are turning to the issue of money, because this is perhaps one of the biggest limitations that, according to my research, solutions journalism has. That is what we will talk about in this fifth chapter of the whole story that stopped me quitting journalism. Welcome, my name is Laura Dulce Romero. When I ask about how to create a solutions journalism space within a newsroom, one of the first pieces of advice that Dina Rosenberg, co-founder of the Solutions Journalism Network, gave me was... First of all, um, try and raise money for it beforehand, at least some to start out with. Second of all, make sure you have someone whose full-time job it is to work on that section so you have those resources and make sure you have commitment from the editor that they that they will keep those resources for that section and allow people other reporters the time to do that kind of work that's really the most important thing we all know including Tina that it's not easy to achieve something like this it's not a secret that the industry is trying to survive a large part of the media is betting on revenue models to be self-sustaining. But in the solutions journalism projects I consulted or studied, there is a tendency to rely on donors. Why? It depends on who your audience is. The New York Times can do that. The Wall Street Journal can do that. You know, the, 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 the black newspaper in Topeka, Kansas cannot do that. Tina is convinced that journalism is a civic good, and that every day more and more foundations are understanding the need to donate resources to the media, mainly local media. I mean, you know, your garbage pickup in Bogota is done by the government, and nobody questions that. Nobody says, when is our trash pickup going to be autosustainable? Um, it's never going to be autosustainable. <laughs> and I don't think journalism is either. Um, Advertising is dead or dying. And Facebook and Google have, have taken that away, finished what Craigslist started in terms of removing advertising from journalism. 
So you have to get the money from somewhere and it can come from your readers, but it cannot come from your readers if what you're, if you're not serving a wealthy community. So if you really want to do journalism that serves the whole community, you need to find philanthropic support. The truth is that almost all of us dream of this reality, but I see three problems looming when it comes to relying on philanthropy alone. The first is that in other continents, at least where I come from, Latin America, the practice of donating to the media is not common, partly because they are private companies. The second is that the competition to win the funds is tough. Thousands of journalists apply for the same grants, and many are left out. And the third is that donors don't last forever. Many of them prefer to support for short periods of time. Of course, you may think we should keep looking for more donors. And yes, I agree. But being at the Reuters Institute, I understood that, as in all in business, you have to diversify your revenue sources. And journalists must also be involved in these matters. Hoy tenemos tres principales fuentes de ingresos. Por un lado, eh, un programa de membresía de personas. Todo nuestro periodismo es abierto, con lo cual no hay una relación transaccional del tipo de suscripción. Es decir, que las personas que se suman a nuestro programa de membresía se suman porque eh, quieren apoyar este tipo de periodismo. Como argentino, Chani Gullot, de la director de redacción, a Solutions Focus Media Outlet says that one of their revenue sources is their membership program. These people contribute as much money as they can and want to. And in return, they receive quality content and exclusive products. For example, a newsletter explaining a behind-the-scenes look of how they got their stories. Esa es una de nuestras fuentes de ingresos. Y la principal fuente de ingresos es nuestro vínculo con marcas y organizaciones de la sociedad civil. Entonces trabajamos actualmente... But their main source of income is a content agency for third parties, such as social and international organizations, like UNICEF, the World Bank, or the United Nations, what they call conscious companies, that take their responsibility to create communication and content on sustainability, diversity, equity, and inclusion. The content they create for those companies isn't always published in redaction. And when it is, it carries a very clear content label saying who paid for it. It's a very creative way for journalists to get the money to do solutions journalism stories. <sighs> Getting the money. The truth is that, as Tina Rosenberg puts it, you know, that's a problem that every news organization has. Um, it's not particular to solutions journalism. I think solutions, publications that have a strong solutions focus may have an easier time of financing themselves. Um, you know, it's, it's relatively easy to get members, win trust, engage with the audience, raise money with solutions products than, um, than with other kinds of journalism. And we have to make more of this added value, either by giving people who want to subscribe the quality content a reason to do so, or by generating new sources of income for the media where we work, to the point where we become indispensable.
leaving the money issue aside, I want to talk about another limitation I find to applying solutions journalism in newsrooms. This limitation is not unique only to this approach, but I still think it's worth highlighting that solutions journalism won't just happen without a plan and dedicated resources. Just ex expecting it will go by itself is the biggest mistake. Um, and related to that is saying, is, is basically telling journalists, look, we want you to do solution stories, but we also want you to do everything else you've always been doing. Just fit these in. That doesn't happen. It really, you really need to have decided that that's a priority and that journalists will be rewarded for doing them, not necessarily with money, but with career, you know, that it'd be good for their career to be doing these kinds of stories, that they're not penalized for doing fewer stories that week. Um, so that's the biggest mistake. You have to stop doing other things if you're going to do quality journalism of any kind, including solutions journalism. In addition to what Tina says, in my opinion, it is important that those of us who are interested in implementing this approach also take on the work of educating others in the newsrooms about what we are doing. The education also needs to start in journalism schools. Do you remember they used to teach us, the news is not that a dog bites a child, but that a child bites a dog. So how about they start teaching us how to report the news in a way that encourages both parties from biting each other? I know, it sounds ridiculous, but let's be honest, the analogy is also ridiculous. Anyways, I guess you get my point. My conclusion is that solutions journalism should be in the new journalism curricula. Then, over time, editors can be allies in the expansion and acceptance of this approach. One of the big limitations is that editors don't know what solutions journalism is all about, or incorrectly believe it's just good news stories. No. And while the Solutions Journalism Network has done a great job, reinforcements are needed.